Me, I switched my trip where originally I was going to go Wednesday through the following week, like stay the weekend, see the town. But um, once I saw his father's day, I switched my trip from Sunday to Thursday. Like I made my trip a lot shorter. And in that, I already had my hotel booked, but my hotel was booked Monday to Thursday. I couldn't get the hotel um, booked earlier for Sunday anymore. Long story short, my first day, I was down over $1,000 playing cash. So um, I, I met up with Tony. Huge shout out to Tony holding it down. I landed at like four in the morning. You land in Vegas. You look around. You feel that humidity. You see people in the slot machine. Your first guess is like, oh, there's money to be made. Everyone thinks, like in my mind, I always think tired, drunk people not on their A game at four in the morning. But I didn't realize that the tired, drunk person would have been me. So what ended up happening, Tony, was like I was jet lagged and I didn't realize it for like the first two days. So like I didn't sleep on the plane. It's a five hour trip from Miami. Didn't sleep on the plane. Stayed up hype as hell watching videos I downloaded, prepared for the trip. Like I was too hyped. So as soon as I landed, dropped my bags in your room and I grinded for seven hours. Yeah. And you know how you have the SpongeBob? 10 minutes later, down 1K. So my first day, the plan was just to play a little one-two to kill time and to like just meet some of the BPO people. I was at a pretty good table, but I lost two big hands and just never recovered. And then um, I definitely started drinking. I got to stop drinking and playing where I definitely had a good time. The table started drinking. And what ended up happening was the biggest thing for me is being at a table where I'm too friendly. When I'm too friendly, what happens is I tend to get no action. So what that means is like if I'm having a drink with someone, we're hanging out, we're talking, they're not going to want to crack me. They're only going to play really good hands. So after like two, three hours of running over the table, I'm now going from getting action to getting no action. And then the only time um, I did get action was when they were drawing really big or they had a big hand. I had a big hand. So it kind of felt like a home game where there's no money. Everyone will fold to every raise or vice versa. And then, um, so the next time around, mind you, down 1K, played one tournament. Fast forward, I played cash again, Tony. So there was no 1-2 seat available, no 1-2 PLO table available. So, but hey, we have 2-5 going. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> down, and you know how they have, you ever seen like the bad reg shirts? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this yep. guy had like a bad reg shirt. Another guy had a no gamble, no future shirt. Like the shit that only poker players that are really into it would do. They're sitting there with like three grand in front of them. And then the other thing is like, I didn't know hundreds is in play at the Golden Nugget. So this looks like a home game where everyone have like uh, like a thousand dollars and hundred dollar bills folded up, big stuff. And mind you, I come there like, yo, what's the men buying? 200? They said, nah, 500. So now, I, at that point, Tony, I felt like I was committed. Like I said, I'll take the seat. And I felt committed. I should have just humbled myself and said, nah, you know what? I'll wait for the one, two. Yeah. I mean, that I was like, 500 is not bad, bro. You could have just some things with 500. I, I'm not mad at you. Like I said, bro, like, I went down there with money to burn, right? So, like, and and that was the thing. Like, I, I feel like I'm good at adjusting to things, but, like, yeah, I, I told you, like, I think Vegas, even for, and somebody told me this, like, you don't go to Vegas to play cash. Like, you go to Vegas to play in the tournaments because there's tons of tournaments out there. You know, you want to try to get as much value as you can. That's what Vegas is for, getting the value because everybody's going out there. Cash games is like, it's you know, 
Fine. Every table had one or two, like a local grinder. Like I got stopped by a local grinder who definitely shitted on me and talked shit after. It was a lot. Brian was right there. Brian caught the footage too. But uh, yeah, he he chased me down with the ace high flush draw. He's like, "What do you think I'm here for at five o'clock in the morning? Like I'm here to get lucky." He's like, "Vegas is hard." He's like, "I'm a good player. I don't. I'm not a fish." But like he said it. He's like, "Sometimes you got to chase people down because people run me down all the time." I couldn't even be mad, but. I, I definitely messed up that day, Tony, and it just, like, I didn't want to play poker anymore. Like, one of the biggest things for me is, like, I'm real big on just emotion. Like, I always joke around and say, like, I'm like, poker makes me real emo. But, like, with seeing everyone online bust tournament after tournament, like, mentally, I could lose three, four online tournaments and not care. But when I'm seeing people go from bust something at Aria, bust a tournament to win, bust, it's like, damn, mentally, it's like, this person's really good. If they're losing, what the hell am I doing? So I kind of, like, followed a lot of stories and, like, these huge feels, like, it's not easy to cash no matter how good you are. And that just made me kind of say, hey, you know what? Let me just chill with cash because the odds of me running really deep in a tournament is probably slim. So that's, like, the thing I would do over is just play tournaments, don't dabble with cash. And if I do play cash, be very selective. Like, there's nothing wrong with saying no. I don't have to take the first table I get or switch tables. Like, I need to realize that it's up to me and I got to choose what I should and should not do in table selection and where I play is like the biggest thing that I'm going to do different when I go back. And I am going back next month. I'm going to go and try to win me a main event seat, Tony. I'm going back on... um. July 12th, I believe, or somewhere around there, they have an online $200 tournament with um, 50 seats guaranteed to the main event. Good, then fuck it, keep the, keep the whatever you owe me, the, the half percent, put that percent towards what you're playing. You know? We'll work I, out the later, but I think it's like 1%, you know? <laughs> I got you, but what I was going to say is like, that's a really good value tournament. So I think the trip for me was eye-opening for me to realize my strengths and my weaknesses. My weaknesses is that I can't have fun at the table and look to make money. It's either I'm hanging out where I'm not trying to win money and I'm having a good time. That's different. But if I'm trying to win money, I just need to sit there quiet and win my money, keep my mouth shut and just treat it like a business. You and need just- something to do at the table, I think, bro, for real. Uh, if that's what your your aim is, right? Like, so that you're not like, that's why I have my headphones, right? So like I can, if I want to be in the conversation, then I'll, I'll take my headphones off. And a lot of times, like, I put the glasses on, too. So if I don't want to talk to you and you're in, like, peripheral or something, I'll just act like I don't see you. You know what I'm saying? Big big shout out to Caitlin as well. Like, um, Caitlin convinced me to buy these um, AirPod Max Pros and $500 headphones. And I think I said it in uh, my Jonas interview, like, when I won my big tournament um, online for 16K, I treated myself to those headphones. Yeah. unfortunately tony i like left them in a casino somewhere you know how you like put stuff on the little table Damn. and couldn't find it so like i've been trying to win another tournament to buy them back so yeah that's something i probably got to do i got to get back to the headphones because you sit there you, you you listen to the banner and eventually you're going to join in whether it's banner about some how someone played a hand where someone well, is from like i got to separate the two well there's that but there's also like so I was gonna say, don't get the AirPods, right? For one, they they're causing cancer and shit. But for two, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> okay, so that was good. I, okay. 
What I was going to say is don't get the AirPods because they cause cancer. And two, that uh, <laughs> talking to myself is weird. Uh, I guess we'll pause until he comes back on. This man. <laughs> I said, hold on. Darling, and we're back. <laughs> what did you do? You fucking ripped out your all your, your whole extension cord setup there? Yeah, like the laptop was on the charger, then it wasn't, and then it died. You know how that shit go. Um, so real quick, so what I was saying to you, I'll, I'll multitask here, I'll share my screen and and I'll tell you what I was saying earlier is you shouldn't um AirPods they, they like they give out more radiation than um than a microwave out here. Them shits wow. are causing cancer like a motherfucker. But the other reason is I was gonna say don't get AirPods is because yeah, um if any headphones are gonna block out what other people are saying, but um I like physical headphones that people can see because that's gonna deter them from even wanting to talk to me in the first oh, place. Sure. That, that was the one with the big it was the big ones. Like I like those. Oh, you have this big AirPods? Yeah, there's the AirPods Max Pro that goes over your head. They go um, over your over your whole air amazing was five hundred dollars. Oh, I gotta they have airplane mode where it cancels out all the best quality headphones I've ever had in my life. No lie. But again, five hundred bucks. I gotta look those up. Mine's cost like two hundred or some shit, and they still work pretty good. But the thing I like about mine is when they die, they got a cord that you can plug into your phone, and it'll allow your phone to charge your headphones. Oh shit, that's some rich shit. Yeah, that shit's dope. Um, so what was I looking at? Oh, what's going on right now? You the feds? This dude right here, Michael June, Michael Scott, Michael Suggs, Suggs Jr., winner of. The eleven hundred dollar event on the twenty fourth claimed ninety four. Oh, shout out our boy, Mister Suggs Junior. Man, yeah, Yo, we need to get him on the podcast, Tony. I ain't gonna lie, we gotta start calling people out to the podcast because it's, it's go ahead because people what? Yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Yo, Sree's comment is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, my bad. I ain't mean to derail this shit, but that's a lot, Cody. That is. Nah, that's why I showed it. But um, yeah, man, fucking uh so so you're not quitting poker, apparently, because you're still playing. I'm you're playing not, as we speak. You're not quitting the podcast because you know um, hey, 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 I don't know about the podcast, Tony. I don't right. know about the podcast. I understand things get emotional, you know, poker ain't life some of the it's time. Sad. But you look at Jonah, man. You gotta. He's gotta get. Inspiration. What was that? Jonah's an inspiration. Like, yo, you could be good, but like, it's one way to look at it to see all these people not really do so well. Like, even if you look at um, what's his name, Brewer. I forgot his first name. Um, the dude who was the one who Doug Polk um hit the ace on the guy who they say is the most unluckiest player. I don't know if you see poker news asked everyone like who's the most unluckiest poker player. Everyone said Brewer and. Brewer won a high roller for like five million. So like he talked about just his journey and just how like the grind is for him and he just had to stay at it. And, and that was inspiration for me. A lot of times I get my soul crushed. For real. That's part of the game. For real. Yesterday I played in a fucking tournament all day. Guy I had like 
I don't know, it was probably like, it was close to the bubble, I want to say. Probably they're taking 36, and it was probably like 55. I busted in 54th, I think. And mm. uh, basically, guy guy jams, open jams were like 18 bigs-ish to, with Ace King off. And I'm looking at Queens, I'm like, uh, <laughs> I got 15 bigs, I guess I fucking call. And fucking guy behind fucking calls as well with Ace Queen. So I'm like, oh shit, they're holding each other's outs. Mm-hmm. Like 10, do seven, five, six. Oh, I'm good. Four, four fucking spades on the board. Guy had ways King had the fucking spade. Oh my God, this fucking guy. So that was my tournament. Play fucking great for yo. I was, I was playing great. Like, that's probably like the first time that my live play was as good as my online play, I would say. I was fucking doing fun, fun, fun little overbets and crazy shit that you really don't, I only really do online to people. But well, um, would you be- say you're better online or better in person? I know for me, I'm better online 100 percent, especially doing four or five tables like HUD, no HUD. Like I'm in those online streets. You see me on every site grinding, but live it's just too much of a commute to get somewhere in that long drive home and then all that time for one tournament. Nah, that's bro, not. We're the same person, bro. I'm for real. <laughs> you was down. You it's it's so funny when you think about it, right? Like you got to Vegas and you didn't sleep for what, like eighteen hours, something like that. Yeah. Literally a couple of days before I did the same shit, didn't sleep for eighteen hours. Fucking hopped right in a fucking tournament, but you know, an online tournament. Fired two bullets, then was depressed. Then you come, <laughs> like, kind of. T- do what I did and you do the same shit, right? And then fucking we're both fucking sad and shit. But I, I bounce back quick, you know what I mean? I, I understand. And that's why, you know, I made this podcast because I understand both sides of it. like poker is life when you're winning, poker ain't life when it's you know when you're not. But down bad. Right. But also you should just think of like poker and life in general because there's just so much more to life than poker, right? And so I'm able to see that I'm in Vegas and like there's tons of shit around that I've never seen or experienced before. So it was really easy for me to be like, all right, fuck it. Let's just, you know, let's take those that downtime. Let's enjoy it while we're here. And I did my best to drag you out to, to Fremont. And I think you, you know, you, we enjoyed ourselves for a little bit. Oh, yeah. They had some fire-ass tacos on Fremont as well. The quesadilla. Ooh, the carne asada quesadilla. Make sure you get the sour cream, though. But yep. the other- when that big ass buff dude came talking about let's arm wrestle, my nigga, I was dying. Arm wrestle who? Where? Why? <laughs> this nigga came I was like, yo, you want to arm wrestle for 20 bucks? I'm like, you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was funny as hell. But yeah, we definitely made mad memories, man. I definitely want to go back. But I think next time, man. I got a bad memory to share also, too, Tony. What's that? I got a bad memory to share also. A bad memory of Vegas? Yeah, okay. no, it's, not, it's not too, too bad. Okay, so let's hear it. I went to the pool, right? At Paris. And they got this drink called the Blue Lagoon. That shit, fire. Think of like a hurricane, but sweet tasting. Like, it's a little frozen. You know, you in the sun, you hot, you chilling by the pool, the Blue Lagoon. It's like $40 for a double shot, but having a good time, feeling like I'm Dame Dash. Okay. I had three clothes, Tony, I kid you not. I don't know if it's the blue food coloring or what. My poop was green and blue for like three days, Tony. Don't get too much blue lagoon. I just want to tell everybody that. That's a little TMI. I'm having blue poop. That's a little TMI. I mean, thanks. Nah. But... <laughs> nah. You ever had blue poop? 
No, I, I can't say that I have. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I want to at least give everyone that heads up. Don't have one than two blue lagoons at the Paris pool, y'all. That's funny. I said that. Um, speaking of a bad experience at the pool, I wish Tyler was here so we could talk about it. But I know we both got to kind of wrap this up. I just really wanted to talk about next steps. But real quick, Tyler was with a few of his buddies at the Palms. And man, everything in Vegas is just like a money grab. Everything's like borderline a scam, you know, like. And so um, Tyler is at the pool and he had like a $500 comp for food and drinks. So he's with a few of his buddies and they're ordering shots of, I don't know, some, some, some type of shots, 20 bucks, $20 shots. So they got a $500 room comp. So they're like, all right, cool. We could, you know, probably get like 20 shots. You know? It'd be still good for like maybe some food or some appetizers, right? So come to find out they did order those 20 to who knows, 50 shots. And the waiter didn't charge them $20 shots. He charged them $40 shots. So the bill, when he got back, was like something crazy, like 900 like a 1000 bucks or some shit. And I think Tyler, it was under Tyler's name. So now Tyler's got to come up with that money. And he's looking at everybody like, yo, what's good? So then it was like a big ordeal. Tyler had to call down the manager and be like, yo, we didn't order these drinks. We ordered this. And I, I don't know if they actually got served the higher price alcohol or the lower priced alcohol. And I think maybe, I don't know. I don't know what happened, but long story short, they had to split up fucking whatever the balance was above that 500, I think, or maybe it came down a little bit. to like 700, they came to some type of compromise, but Tyler was not happy. He was trying to cancel his trip early, but good thing he didn't because he came out to the nugget and got those great pictures and let's go. You know, literally, I think that happened on like Monday or something because I was still playing. And I, the reason why I wasn't there is because I was in the BPO tournament. And fucking thank God, because if I had lost in some poker online and then went there and had to fucking cover that tab, shit, I would have been real tight. So anyway, so Tyler came out on Tuesday after, you know, thinking he was about to just say fuck it and go home. And fucking we met up with um, another amazing photographer named Joe. We met up with Quine. We got a fire interview. Oh, shout out to Q. Yeah, I mean, we already shouted her out, and we're going to keep shouting her out because she's Hell amazing. Yeah. That's the and, whole. But yeah, we got a fire interview. Like, I can't wait till this drops. So we'll probably drop it after this one. And then, um, or maybe, damn, I don't even think we, yeah, yeah, no, we can drop it. We'll, we'll drop it right after this this episode. So um, if you're seeing this, then next week you're going to see Quinet. And, um, you know, we, we got some other secret interviews we won't talk about. Um, but yeah, there's uh, yeah. there's uh, maybe I will. So, oh, so nah, nah. I don't want to. Let's just give a hint: it's people with tons of success. We'll we'll leave it at that. Very, very, very successful player. You know about one of them, to be honest. So you're you. There's a few. There's a few, bro. There's yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, just to let y'all know. You know, even though we, we didn't, you know, do too great out of Vegas. I shouldn't say we didn't do too great. It's just me and you. In minimum. We lost the minimum. That's true. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. We didn't, I didn't lose 10K. I didn't, like, I came back. I still got my shirt on. I still got my lucky shirt. I didn't lose my shirt out there. I ain't, I ain't lose it all. So I'm all right. There you go. There you go. Yeah, so we got a couple good, you know, a few good interviews already in the, you know, in the editing stages. We got a, a couple other ones that are, you know, about to be um, recorded, um, just scheduled basically at this point. So tons of great content coming up. Um, we still got tons of Vegas content. Um, mm -hmm. Somebody asked me 
um, where's the poker? And I, I want to just write back, poker ain't life, bro. What are you talking about? We don't talk about poker over here. But um, th the thing is, like, I was really trying to play my best. So, excuse me, I was trying to play my best. So I didn't really record as much. And I think you did a pretty good job of, like, recording and putting stuff in your stories. But um, I got some footage with the camera, but it was mainly, like, it wasn't great shots. You know, it wasn't, you know, anything... Like I couldn't get full hands for some reason, um, so I don't know. It was, just wasn't too many hands, but there was. There, I have a few clips, so maybe I'll post those. But um, for the most part, I feel like Vegas. We kind of chopped it up to a content, a content uh, trip, as more so than the poker, poker side of things. I didn't even. I didn't even had to cancel. Sorry, I, I actually had to cancel the big. Um, didn't go into the Saudis for the Venetian bounty. And if I didn't do that, my plan B was on Friday to go to the 1100. And so I had to cancel that out of my schedule. So anybody that bought a piece, you'll be getting a little refund. But um, other than that, man, I got 150K guaranteed I'm playing for us today. And I don't know what's coming up. Turning Stone, there's a, there's a uh, Turning Stone series at the end of August. And there is a... Um, Oh, I just had it on the head. Turning Stone in August, and there's something in December. Oh, BPO in December, in Florida actually. Where? I'm through. <laughs> yeah, it's actually. I think it's in Miami too. So oh, I'll tell you this: I might join a BPO league, man. I love the camaraderie they got over there. Yeah, you should, bro. I mean, I, you shouldn't. You shouldn't, right? I think we talked about this in the past. Like, you play there too much, your game is, you know, depending on the bar and how, you know, the player field take how serious they take it, but where I'm from, nobody studies. So it's just like literally me going there. I don't, you know, and they be trying to talk strategy to me too. So that's why I really need my headphones because I don't want any of their influence onto my game that I've spent so much time trying to perfect, you know, and y'all ain't shit. BPO players, gun for that man. Three bets, come for him. I'm not saying that. Like I said, my guy, Mike, that I took a picture. It's like me, my uh, me, my boy Mike, and my boy and this chick Victoria, and um, this lady Victoria. She's I don't know. She's probably in her forties or something. Maybe a little old. I don't know. She um she's a BPL player, same as Mike. We all play on Fridays at the bar, and like they're they're kind of the thinking players. So when I'm at the table with them, I know I'm playing a little bit of a higher, you know, mm -hmm. level poker. Right? They're thinking they they watch poker. They're you know I wasn't necessarily saying they're studying, but they they understand the game a little bit more than the average BPO person. That being said, you know, I study and I do all this extra shit and I have no caches and my guy, Mike, right. He cashes. Okay. I didn't know where you were going with it. Listen, listen, my guy, Mike. So all three of us, you know, we go down there and my guy, Mike, he cashes a fucking uh, horseshoe daily for 9,000 team in sixth place. Victoria. Victoria, she, she's old. I shouldn't say old woman. She's like, like I said, probably in her forties, but she's you know an older lady. Right. I don't, I don't right. even like the word old, right? But anyways, she goes down there and she hops in the gladiator, right? The three hundred. Guess what place she came in in the gladiator? Are you ready oh. to pump it up? <laughs> what place? What place? Like hundred and fiftieth out of twenty thousand people, bro. And only like three percent advance, right? Yeah, bro, like that's crazy. So every time I see her, I'm like, the gladiator. Oh, I just seen her yesterday and shit dapped her up. She's mad cool. But uh, yeah. 
I met her. I met her at the Denny's that serve alcohol. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. You met her. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought it was a joke, Tony, when we went to Denny's. They're like, we serve alcohol. I've been to like twenty Denny's, bro. Like, I've never seen a Denny with alcohol. So shout out to the Denny's in Las Vegas that actually serve alcohol. Definitely started my morning off with a couple. Um, what did I have? Orange juice, little vodka, screwdrivers. Yeah, a couple screwdrivers. Yeah. yeah. Yo, there's so much shit that we didn't do though, right? Like I wanted to go zip line in, but then I seen that shit got stuck. So I'm like, nah, fuck that. I'm not doing that. Then I was trying to go um race car drive, like um go-kart drive, and they got one on Fremont too in the cut and like an indoor thing, but fucking I couldn't get you all over there in time and shit. And there's just so much we did that. I think next year, all right. So to kind of wrap this episode up, Tony, like the future for me right now is I'm going back. I'm going back. I'm going to try satting into the main event. Like earlier this year, I sat into a 3,500 main event at Hard Rock. Like that was a great experience. Like I feel like I hold my own. So I'm going to try satting online into the main event. And um, that's Sunday when they have the 50 seats guaranteed. And if that doesn't work, Tony, my plan B, Aria has a $1,600, 1 million guarantee. This is going to be the highest buy-in I'm ever buying in for directly. I feel like I just need to grind online, try to build up a little role. I've been up and down online, a couple wins. I just got to stay away from ACR. I win everywhere else. But yeah, I'm going to just buy into that and, and try to make my way. And also plan on winning this 150K today. But for next year, if you could do it different next year, how would you plan to do things for Vegas for next year? So um, what I think we should do next year is one, we should, either we all just stay at the horseshoe or we all get a spot somewhere, you know, like a suite or like a lady no muck said not to get a house. But I think another thing lady no muck said that we really should do is uh, separate poker from fun. Right. Because it's very hard to transition back and forth and I'm good at it. Right. And I think I did okay at it, but like when you when you start adding jet lag and you start to add in alcohol and other distractions, it's just like you, it, it doesn't work out the way you think it's going to work out a lot of the time. So I think the plan like was for a lot of the time I'll play poker. And then if if poker doesn't work out that day, then I can go party. You know what I'm saying? But that shouldn't be the plan because then you're going to play poker with that mindset like, ah, oh, fuck it. I can I can shoot this away. It's only a daily like. You know, what's 9K when I could go tomorrow and play at the horseshoe and win 30K up top? You know, let me just go party, you know, and then I go to the horseshoe and then it shit's canceled, you know? So it's just like shit like that. So I think what we really should do is, oh, and then like another thing that happened, right? They said, oh, there's going to be a Soldier Boy concert, right? So we're like, oh, we're going to play in this poker tournament over here instead of the one that we really should be playing because we know Soldier Boy is going to be there tonight. And then come to find out, Soldier Boy cancels. You there, bro? I can't hear you. Oh, I was muted. I said you made your plan contingent on the fun. Yeah, so I, yeah, I shouldn't say contingent on the fun, but the fun was like a backup plan, you know. And you really shouldn't play poker when you have a backup plan, right? Your backup plan should be more more poker, not okay. If I bust this, then I could go fucking party because then then you're just gonna you know get it punt with king seven suited. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so, and that's the thing, like in Vegas, you, you can quickly think about the tournament that you're playing. And even if it's like, say there was no partying in, involved, like it's easy to be like, 
oh, this tournament, I can punt because there's going to be another tournament, right? And you shouldn't think like that. I think the people that are out there are like, that are really crushing are like, I'm playing this tournament. I'm going to win this tournament. And, mm-hmm. and then tomorrow we're going to figure out, you know, what we're playing next. And then if I think then we'll party, you know, that's mm-hmm. kind of the that I think we should have. So anyways, what would I do next year? I think next year, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go out for two weeks. I'm going to go out the week before, which is um, Las Vegas electric dance carnival. So I can yeah. get all my dancing and battling people out and shit, you know, <laughs> and then, and then we'll get, and then we'll get to the serious poker shit. You know, I like that plan. I'll probably join the tail end of that EDM trip for you. But I think for me, what I'll do different, same exact thing. I'll probably split it up into like a week or two. Like thinking of Father's Day, that definitely impacted how much I wanted to play. It's like, hey, you know, Father's Day is coming up. Family's in town. So it's like I don't want to fire too much. I don't want to lose too much, but I didn't want to play too much. So I think like like you said, separating the grind from the pleasure like, I think I'd probably go after Father's Day or early on before Father's Day, like you mentioned. Like, I'll do that different because um, it felt more of a recreational trip after I took a couple L's early. I was scared to take another L. So then I kind of fell back from playing. I was just enjoying the trip. Yep. Yeah, same here, bro. That's what it was. You know, when you lose early, you just kind of, you know, we come from a different a different mindset, different, you know, uh, yeah, like mindset, different way of coming up through poker. So it's not just like Spree. Spree said, I know I can fire X amount of 1Ks and still be okay. Like, nah, it's not like that over here. We, we're trying to get, we're trying to saddle in. We, we got families to feed. We play the tournament. I'm trying to win cash to buy in. Yeah, but, yeah. But, Anybody's, you know. But as a whole, what would you say? Was the trip made you realize poker is life or poker ain't life just based on this trip? Um, shit. I mean, I, it's hard to say, like, I'm still both. Right. Cause at one point I want to say poker ain't life. Right. Cause there was just so much, you know, fun that could be had in Vegas and we did have mad fun, you know, seeing all this and, but also poker ain't life. Cause I fucking didn't win anything, but I didn't lose that much. I want to say I was only down like for the whole trip, maybe 1500. So okay. it wasn't yeah. bad. And then like, um, that but, then, but then I see the people that are really like, you know, poker is like, I don't even know if that was Jonah's answer, but like, I see Jonah and poker face Ash and Lady No Muck, all these fucking people that have studied all, you know, all year to get out there and they're just fucking absolutely crushing it. Deep so, run. I forgot what tournament he had a nice score i think she finished like what 12 13 15 somewhere around there like a super deep run who's that poker face ash poker face ash had a deep yeah. run and yeah. also texas like i try to tell everyone like omaha and texas is completely different so i know fireman scott he won a bracelet which was pretty cool he's from houston and then his buddy i forgot his name who also is from texas with him won a bracelet two days later also at a hold'em game so it was cool to see like two people in the same group chill. One person get a bracelet, have the high of life, be in there, be on the rail, and then two days later, your boy goes and win a bracelet as well. So I'm calling our shop for next year, Tony. Next year we're winning bracelets, we're winning some shit, and then the, spread the love to the other one, and then the other person will win some shit as well. So definitely for me for the trip, similar to you. 
poker ain't life based on my experience, but seeing through the lens of people that are doing well and just how happy it is and how they are just like, I think Fireman Scott took like 30 photos with the bracelet. I don't know if he's ever going to take it off and I fucking love it. So yeah, in that case, it lets me know like someone I could sit and play cash with, play a tournament with could do well. And it allows me to realize like, yo, I could compete. So I think like knowing the game of some people, and of course, you know, they're more well-studied, but if I could hold my own in a cash game or tournaments and I see they're winning bracelets, that just motivates me to put in the work, put in the effort and, you know, it'll pay off for me as well. Cause I'm just doing it based on raw skill and experience. I don't study. I look at a couple of videos. I keep up to date with everything, but I look at just, trends bet sizes who's doing well who's not doing well what are they doing in hand so and then i would say the only other thing i would add there is um there's a youtube site called um find the equilibrium fire site if anyone's looking to get into gto exploitive play like finding the equilibrium site just does an amazing job of explaining everything in a really analytical or like really down to earth way so yeah i'm gonna study more tony prepare for the satellite or prepare for that $1,600 milli that I'm going to just buy indirectly for. So I'll see you at the tables for the, the 150k $20 bet for the last longer, Tony. And I'm, um, I'm in my satellite right now. It's a hundred people left 50 seats guaranteed. So I'll let you know if I sat in, if not, I'm buying right in, but I'll let you know once I join, but good luck to you at the table. Where you as well. I just, uh, my tournament just started. And I am holding the big blind. Starting off in the big blind, man. Who's the most unlucky player? Right here. Well, not today. <laughs> All right. Yo, I'm up. All right, bro. We'll talk. Be easy. I, I'm going to send this to you right when it uploads. All right, word. All right, All bro. Right. One.